Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Hi, it's Andy here, and welcome to Radio Headspace. So last night I was having dinner with my two little boys, and we go through a fairly regular process every evening where my wife cooks them vegetables and everything else. And they tend to just leave them on the side of the plate. Certainly when I was younger, we weren't allowed to leave the table till we'd eaten everything else. And I'm in favour of that to some degree. But I also want to encourage a genuine natural curiosity rather than ruling by fear. You know, I always say to the boys, maybe just try a little bit. They'd be like, no, 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 I don't like it. It's green. I'm like, but you haven't even tried it before. Anyway, we go through this most evenings, it's fair to say. It's interesting. I think very often in life, one, we're not always open to trying new things, but also very often we have made up our mind about something and we don't really have a lot of interest in changing our mind about that thing. And it reminded me of a particular place I stayed in. It was a a monastery, a retreat, like most of the places I've stayed in in my life. It was quite an unusual one. I wouldn't say it was unconventional, but it was almost like it evolved a little bit. Anyway, as I began my time there, I was asked by the monk who had gone in before me, so there's quite a strict sort of hierarchy there, every monk that had gone in before you was essentially sort of a senior to you. He asked me, can you just tell me sort of any foods that you don't like? And I'd come from other monasteries where you get a bowl of rice and curried vegetables and was thinking, this is amazing, what? They're actually asking what foods I don't like, so they're just going to give me the foods that I do like. At that time, 
you know, I'd done so much sport going into the monastery. I was still in that frame of mind where I didn't really sort of eat a lot of chocolate or cookies or stuff like that. I didn't really want to be around that sort of stuff at that time. You know, I wrote down, I wrote down this list of stuff that I didn't like. Coffee and there was cake and there was chocolate and these weren't necessarily things I didn't like. They were just things that I didn't want. Much to my surprise, they were taking the list not to find out what they weren't going to serve me, but what they were going to give me. The idea being that we spend so much time in our life running away from the things that we don't like that we never really get the opportunity to experience them. So I, so I would end up some days being given a plate with a piece of cake and a cookie and some chocolate on it, which was in some ways like a massive win. But I still had other things on the list I genuinely didn't like. So things like coffee, for example. I loved the ritual of it. I loved the smell of it. I really, really didn't like the taste of it. And it was really interesting. I was served that every single day. And I had to get to a place where I could drink it. You know, I went through all the usual stuff that non-coffee drinkers go through and it's like, oh no, it gives me the jitters and shakes and I don't like it. And they're like, oh, it's fine, we'll give you decaf, no problem. It was a really interesting experiment because as much as I disliked it and I had a really strong idea in my mind that I didn't like it, being asked and being given the opportunity to be interested in the dislike on a daily basis I got to have a totally different relationship with it. And you may think, well, I don't want a different relationship with the green vegetables I don't like, as my son frequently tells me. But to find that relationship with things in our life that we don't like, that we tend to run away from, that we tend to push away from us, is a really, really useful skill. Because then we're no longer set up in our mind thinking, this is good, that is bad, I like this, I don't like that. When we're in that frame of mind, life feels very rigid and we tend to live within this world of hope and fear. But when we kind of let go of that, then the mind's a bit more free. It opens up and when things appear in our life, it doesn't matter whether it's food or something else. But when those things appear, we're open, we're interested, we're curious. And even if we don't like them, we're interested and curious in why we don't like them. And in that, we find some freedom. Something to take into the weekend. Thanks for joining today, this week. I look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.